In my study at home, I have a book on the shelf titled, Who Do You Say That I Am? It is six chapters long. Each chapter is an attempt at answering the question originally asked by Jesus when he turned to his disciples and said, Who do you say I am? Each chapter is about 20 pages long. Each chapter is written by a different world-famous Christian theologian. Each chapter is written based on a different theme, historical considerations, biblical record, etc. None of the chapters begin with the answer given by Peter, You are the Christ. In Matthew's record of the Gospel, compared to this that we read in Mark, chapter 8, Matthew gives slightly more detail. Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. But the short answer, or the only slightly longer answer, the statement that should be the very foundation of what we believe, Jesus is the Christ, was not the first words said by any of the six contributing authors. It's not that they do not believe the words of Peter. It is not that they think Jesus is something or someone other than the Christ, the Son of the living God. It is that they each focused more on what people are saying or wanting to have answered than they were in making the primary answer their first answer. When Jesus asks, who do you say that I am? The question must be first and foremost answered, you are the Christ. But how did all of this start? Mark tells us that Jesus and his disciples were traveling through the villages of Caesarea Philippi. This is in no way out of the ordinary. Jesus and his disciples traveled through different villages and towns in the occasional city on a regular basis. They were always out and on the move spreading the gospel, telling people the good news of God the Father's love, grace, and mercy, and how that love, grace, and mercy was available to them through the simple process of repentance. Mark makes a point of opening his telling of the gospel by explaining that Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of, his, of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. A few details to notice in this statement. The first is that the verb word here, repent, is used in such a way that it is a command and it means to keep repenting, to live a life of repentance. That can sound odd to the typical modern ear because we think of repentance or penance, because they are the same word in the Greek text, being associated with past sin in our life. I had this or that moral failure, so I repent of it, I do penance away from it, and the sin is absolved. But when we consider that the word means to turn and go the other way, then how Jesus used the term makes more sense. Jesus did not say repent of past sin. Jesus said repent for or turn towards the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Turn away from the things of the world and keep repenting. Begin and keep turning towards and traveling every day towards the kingdom of God. This is the message that Jesus and his disciples were spreading as they went from village to village. 
as they went through the villages of Caesarea Philippi, sharing the gospel message, Jesus asked them, Who do people say that I am? This is an easy question to answer. I can always tell you what other people think and feel safe. My opinion's not involved. I'm not risking anything. My belief can remain hidden. If you agree with the people or do not agree with the people, we can still be friends because I have not risked telling you what I personally believe. I've only told you what other people believe. The disciples all begin to answer Jesus from that perspective of what other people are saying about him. Some say that you are John the Baptist, that controversial evangelist in the wilderness who was executed by Herod. Some say that you are Elijah, the prophet who was promised to return someday. Some say you're one of the other prophets, somebody important to the revealing of who God is, but you yourself, only man. Today, people are doing the same thing. Some people say Jesus was a wise moral teacher. Some say Jesus was only the latest in the long string of prophets of God. Some claim Jesus was a charismatic leader who would have led a rebellion, but he was executed before he had the chance. All of these answers are safe answers in a mixed crowd. The people talking can agree or disagree, but they are agreeing or disagreeing with what those other people are saying. This way of talking keeps the question of what my answer is at a safe distance. Nobody will judge me when we discuss what other people believe. But what other people believe is not the issue. What other people believe will not impact whether I receive the salvation given by God the Father through Jesus, who is God the Son. What other people believe will not cause me to turn from the world and keep repenting towards the kingdom of God. So Jesus asked, But who do you say that I am? Jesus asked the disciples, and in writing it down for us to read, the gospel writers made it so that Jesus asks each and every one of us today, But who do you say that I am? Peter spoke for the disciples. You are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the Savior sent by God the Father for our redemption. But those questions have not gone away. It wasn't settled that day. The famous author C.S. Lewis was asked about the identity of Jesus, and this is his response. I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him that I am ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit on him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God, but let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. 
Now it seems to me obvious that he was neither a lunatic nor a fiend, and consequently, however strange or terrifying or unlikely it may seem, I have to accept the view that he was and is God. In his answer, C.S. Lewis followed the pattern of the disciples. This is what other people are saying. In doing so, C.S. Lewis made clear why those other answers were not good enough. Then C.S. Lewis answered similarly to the answer given by Peter, the answer that he gave for himself. Jesus was and is God. Jesus asks us directly, Who do you say that I am? What then is my answer? I answer with Peter, Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Who do you say that Jesus is? What is your answer? Do you answer with Peter? Do you answer, Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen.